Welcome, strangers. I am C.M. Magania, the executive producer at Strange and Usual Productions. And today, before our scheduled performance, I'd like to discuss with you our revamp of our site and podcasts. First things first. You've likely already noticed a small change in our podcast feed. From now on, we will be bringing you content via the Strange and Unusual podcast channel. We will continue to host all of our episodes of Friend of the Family in this feed. It's just a name change to reflect our growing number of shows. Don't worry, we will be bringing back episodes of The Young Monster Hunter and her pet atrocity in a few months. The cast and crew are eager to get back to work, and the writers are already making the requisite sacrifices and offerings to appease the muses. With a new season will come a new update schedule. That's right, when Fenner the Family comes back, we are going to have a more reliable lineup. Sorry about the mistakes in the past. We are planning for a new episode every other week. But in the meantime, we will continue on the newly renamed podcast feed with our latest show, The Dark Files. And I'm really excited to tell you about it. The Dark Files is our loosely formatted anthology show. We like to think of it as a low-rent but charming Twilight Zone, or a wacky version of Amazing Stories, or maybe just a really dark Looney Tunes. In any case, in The Dark Files, you will be invited into the strange and unusual tales the men upstairs don't want you to hear, ranging from irreverent parody to nihilistic ruminations. In The Dark Files, we hope to entertain you. What the hell is that noise? It's me, Tad Strange. Welcome, Tad. Strangers, this is Tad Strange, our social media intern. Say hi, Tad. Life is fleeting and welcomes are meaningless as we are all hurtling to the same unending darkness. That's great. So how's your mom? Good. She says hi. Brilliant. Well, say goodnight, Tad. Goodnight, Tad. Follow us on Facebook at Strange and Unusual Productions or check out our website at strangeandunusual.com and find out more about Friend of the Family on Twitter at FriendOTFamily. And now, the first episode of The Dark Files. Thank you for listening to this strange and unusual production. This is Dark Files, case number one, Alan Grisby, as read by C.M. McGanya. Dark Files, case one, Alan Grisby. My name is Alan Grisby. I have the unenviable job of knowing things most people would kill to never learn. I work for the government. I work with the Dark Files. The Dark Files are made up of those hard-to-believe cases that your local authorities would rather pass along, hoping to never hear from again. I don't blame them. The sort of things I've seen would turn any sane man away. Of course, I didn't always work in this area. I was just a cop, once. I was on my lunch break deep downtown in the city. It happened I found a little cafe, sandwiches, coffee, pie, that sort of thing. It sat like a lump on the first floor of one of those real old buildings you'd never seen anyone walk out of. The first floor was polished marble and gilded portraits of very stern-looking men. I had my lunch in the cafe across from a bank of wide steel elevator doors. Each of them had a small gold etching of some sort of native man. Each set were facing each other, separated when someone foolishly got into the elevator. I can't say what possessed me to get upstairs. I just had a sense that I should be a floor up. I'd like to say it was intuition or maybe luck. That'd be a bald-faced lie. I hit the small white button with a black arrow pointing skyward. I waited, but nothing happened. On any other day, I'd walk out, but today was different. At the end of the hall, past all the other elevators, was a single old grandfather clock. It chimed once I walked up to it. Just beyond, I found another elevator. This door was dark-stained wood, folded in on itself rather than simply separated. 
Instead of the other buttons, there were two black knots that stuck out from the wall. I hit the higher of the two, and a nasty, ugly ringing shot out. The door folded into the wall, and I stepped into a rustic wooden box, ugly green walls with bright yellow lines crawling along the sides. I turned around and saw a metal grate I had had to pull close. Instead of a bank of lights, there was a handwritten list of numbers, and a small, dark red jewel like pieces of glass beside each digit. There weren't buttons. Just above knee level, I found a high, polished bronze, or maybe a brass lever. It clung to the wall next to a matching half-moon plate. The lever stood straight up between two levers. Pushing it to the left brought it to the eye. Pulling it to the right went to P. A heavy metal bar was pulled in the gate to shut it. The lights flickered once and moved towards P. The elevator groaned. At first it seemed slowly, but the doors in front of me flew past, and as the little red jewels blinked on and off, I quickly reached the 18th floor. A wave of nausea floated up in my stomach, and I let go of the lever. This caused a sickening lurch, and I was against the wall. The door was halfway between floors, something I'd only seen in movies. That half-floor, effectively sheared off by the ugly green box in which I found myself. I pulled the bar to open the grate, and I was rewarded with a pitch-black hall. The light flickered. At the blink of an eye, there was nothing. As the light came back, the dark seemed to stretch and grow. Some kind of trick of the light made the edge of the doorway seem to grow fuzzy, as though the absence of light before me had wisps of inky smoke pouring out towards me. There were no windows, no light fixtures, nothing I could see. I could have been looking at a wall painted black had it been not so clearly void. The body can feel a void. That same dream we all share, suddenly falling into a black chasm, that shared nightmare it seems no one is free from, is always there to remind humanity that we are terrestrial. We are made from dirt, we live in dirt, we become dirt again. I stiffened, as I'm sure I heard some sort of pen, be it the teeth of some vicious little creature, maybe it's some machinery, cog, or joint, once sturdy and reliable, now fallen to rust, and soon to release me down an elevator shaft. Whatever the sound, I was sure it was no longer my ugly little box. I could feel eyes, somehow I knew, yellow and angry, though invisible in the dark, staring at me, waiting, thinking, convincing themselves that I can't see them. Doubt gave way to the basic, simple fear of the dark. I couldn't see raspy hot breath could be less than a foot away from me, and I can't see it. My hand found the lever, and it took a rattling breath as I rationalized. They're doing construction on this floor. It's fine. There's nothing there. I just need to push this lever away from P down to I. Everything will be fine. I just need to do it slowly, gently. The elevator lurched, and the lights flickered again, and they went out. Something slammed against the thin metal grate in front of me. I pushed the lever again, and the elevator drops. My heart is racing, but I force myself to move slowly. I can't push this old machine too hard. It feels as though it's going to shake apart as I descend. Several floors down, I find a well-lit office. The door is partially open. I release the lever and scramble out of the elevator. I turn around, and a loud metal crash... Something hit the roof of the elevator. Hard. 
Something is beating the hell out of the old elevator. I draw my weapon clumsily. The elevator lands five more floors below. A billowy cloud rises from the empty shaft. I look down. In the end, I'm held responsible for the destruction of an antique elevator, a novelty of this office. It's not meant to be used. No one is supposed to use it. That's why it's locked off. That's why there's a sign. That's why I shouldn't have been able to find it. When I'm relieved of duty, I don't say anything. When I'm laughed out of the city, I don't say anything. When I was later questioned by the woman who would hire me to work in the Dark Files, I finally said something. You see, I'm told that the office building, despite my statement, is only five stories tall. And I said to her what I'm about to say to you. When the elevator fell down, when I got out and shut the gate, I saw it. I saw that thing ride the elevator down. I saw its teeth. I saw its eye. I saw horns. I saw that thing ride that elevator down. And I heard it scream. I heard it scream and I saw it run away. This has been one of the dark files. Thank you for listening. And good night. We hope you enjoyed this strange and unusual production. To learn more about our shows and other fiction, please join us at strangeandunusual.com. If you enjoyed this story or would like to see more, please consider liking, subscribing, or following us on various social media.